morning, everybody. Uh, the scripture reading today is from John chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Do you remember Verizon's wireless commercial, Can You Hear Me Now? Verizon claims their customer can be connected to their wireless network anywhere, anytime. Sometimes, I want to ask God, can you hear me now? There's a time when I feel that God is not listening to me. I feel I am disconnected from God. What about you? In today's scripture, Jesus declared his seventh I am statement. I am the true vine. Why? Because vine, vineyard, is the metaphor for people of Israel for many, many years. Then why then did Jesus say, I am the vine? I'm the people of God. Because Israel was no longer the vine of God, the kingdom of God anymore. God rebuked Israel through prophet Isaiah seven centuries before Jesus came. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut out a wine press as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but he yielded only bad fruit. God brought Israel, the Hebrew, out of the Hebrew, the poorest and the most despised people in Egypt under slavery. God brought them out and settled them in the promised land, Canaan, to be the choicest vine. 
the kingdom of a priest and the holy nation. It means they must be, they're supposed to be the good fruit, fruitful and blessing people to other people, especially for those natives of Canaan. So the natives, they know who God, who is true God. It was a mission. It was not just an invasion and settlement. But Israel, after settled in the Canaan, they yielded only bad fruit. No one can eat. They oppressed the poor and needy, just as the Egyptian did to them. Why? Because they were disconnected from God. They worshipped idols. What about us today? What about church today? God brought our forefathers to this land and blessed us with abundant blessings, prosperity. No one ever had the prosperity we have and the security. Most of all, the freedom of worship God here in this land with so much blessings. But now what? What do Christians do with the freedom and prosperity? Are we good fruits? Are we bearing good fruits? So others can eat? Especially those needy and poor? And are we blessing to each other? Are we loving each other in our country? Do you think, do we worship God? Or do we worship idol? What is idol? It is not just a pagan gods or other religions, but also whatever occupy the core of our heart and rules us. That's idol. Israel worshiped idol, Bar and Asherah, who guaranteed the prosperity and security. What's different? Aren't we worship the same thing? Economy, security. But God's prosperity, God's blessing comes from doing the justice and righteousness of God. The Torah. Justice in Hebrew, mishpah, is discernment between right and wrong. Righteousness, zedekah, is mercy and grace. It is simply forgiveness, the sinners and the broken, the weak and needy. Somebody getting behind.
We have to wait for them. That's forgiveness. That's zedekah. That's the righteousness of God. And Jesus summed up the Torah, justice and righteousness of God, in one new commandment. Love one another as Jesus loved us. We, church, we are delivered from the slavery to sin to death. Just to go to heaven when we die? No. To build a nation, to build a heaven here and now. We are not saved to just go to heaven, but build a heaven here, bring kingdom come as it is in heaven. So Jesus planted, planted us, the church, as the vineyard, the vine, true vine in the world today. So are we true vine? Jesus said, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. They may bear more fruit. Time to time, we struggle. Because things doesn't go as we desire or planned. And we lose things. We fail So we want to know what went wrong. But you know what? It is maybe because God is pruning you. God is pruning me. Cut up the unnecessary position in our life to bear fruit, good fruit. Disappoints us. Our desires, our plans, our expectations that bothers the relationship with God. And he even takes away our money and time and even our health. Because they might causing us to sin. God will prune us. Because our father is vine dresser. He's the farmer. He will prune us. Jesus prunes us. He pruned us and asked one thing. Abide in him. Jesus said, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me that I knew. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Abide in Christ means we become hands and feet of Jesus Christ. To do his will. We live for Jesus. It is transcending myself 
for others, especially those in need, poor, the broken. It is we call sanctification. This is a sanctification, pruning to bear fruit. That's sanctification. But can we sanctify ourselves? No. We can't. Only Spirit, Holy Spirit can. By surrendering entirety of ourselves to the Spirit of God. And we'll be filled in the Spirit. And overwhelmed by the Spirit. And controlled by the Spirit. And we are abide in Christ. Why is it so difficult to be a Christian? Why sanctification? Because it is glory of God. It is fundamental requirement for the citizen of heaven. Because through your faith, that justification which we didn't deserve, but you are in heaven now, you are in church now, then we must to strive and choose sanctify as a citizen of heaven. So Jesus said, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciple. This is the reason God created us, and Jesus died. So this is how we make disciples. This is how we mission people. Mission is not just giving away Bibles, or inviting Inviting people, inviting people to church, but give myself to others and inviting people, others to my life. That's mission. So they see how God loves us and how we love God. So mission is contagious. It is being contagious, infection of love and grace, the power of God. And this glory comes from the obedience. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. God loved Jesus. Because Jesus obeyed the Father by loving us. Come to this earth and die on the cross. That's how Jesus loved. And Jesus taught his disciple, this is how I love, and this is how you should love others. 
washing feet of others. Jesus washed the feet, our feet. It is again the subversion of the master and the servant. God and us, subversion, switched. Jesus the master became the servant to wash our feet. So we are called to wash the feet of the people of the world as a servant. We are servant to the world. But we are leading them to Christ. So we are servant leaders. So we must wash the feet of the people around us. And the people, especially the broken, the lonely, the despair, the rejected, the marginalized people from the society. Are you washing others' feet? Are we washing the people of Ephrata? Or they wash our feet? How can we wash others' feet? It's not easy. But if we have joy washing the feet of others, if we have joy, joy, Jesus said, this joy, this is joy. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. We are not being Christian, always striving, always struggling to be who we are. We must have this joy. We must enjoy being the servant sacrificing and working and serving the people. Why? Where this joy comes from? Loving is joy. Sacrificing and forgiving is the joy. Why? Because we know who we are. We know who we are in this galaxy without end. We know where we are from and where where we are going. We know. And who God is, we know. So we have the joy. We have the confidence. We have the trust. So we must have joy as we serving people. Do you have joy? Do we have joy as we serving this community? Sisters and brothers in Christ, when we ask God, when you want to ask God, can you hear me now? Have you ever thought about God actually want to ask you? 
DJ, can you hear me now? Because God is always listening to me, listening to us, and with us, and speaking to us. Like the song called Waymaker, even when we don't see God, God is working. Maybe not as we want it, but God is working. Even when we don't, when you don't feel God, you are in the arms of God. God is embracing you. Because God never let you go. God never give up on us. Amen. Never, ever. So God never stopped working for you and me and the people in the world in darkness, not knowing who they are, where they're from, where they're going. God is working for them through you and me. So let's abide in Jesus. Because we are in heaven, where God rules, where our Lord rules us here and now, where we have this great, amazing fellowship with the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are in the fellowship of God here and now. It's not future tense. It's here and now. So let's abide in Jesus as we do His will. Amen. Amen.